Hello everyone, welcome to Chandragyan Podcast. This is episode 1. In this episode, we're going to talk about the underdogs and how this underdog effect can be your greatest advantage to win in life. So before we start, what is this underdog and whom do we call as underdog? Underdog is basically a person or a team uh, whom we think that they do not have what it takes to win, right? It, it, it's, it might be purely based on presumption or probably past experience or also a background. This particular term was coined in 19th century among dog fights where the winning dog would be called as the top dog and the losing one would be called as the underdog. At some point of time, most of us or even all of us would have been considered as the underdog, right? So there are various big examples. Let's talk about small things, right? Uh, You might be in a team, you might be an introvert or you do not talk much uh, with your colleagues. So your boss would think that you do not have what it takes to run a networking event or even present in front of a client. Or you might have started a business, people around you think that, oh, you do not have what it takes to run a successful business, even the closest ones, right? So these are some small uh, examples where we could have come across in our own life. But there are research and analysis that suggest that the underdog effect can be your greatest advantage to win, right? So how did this analysis uh, taking a few uh, participants and ran a survey among them and analyzed the, their performance uh, after a certain point from a starting point, right? So those folks have been considered, they, they think that they've been considered as underdog, which basically drove them to work harder, right? So they wanted to prove others wrong compared to the ones they do not who do not consider themselves as underdog. This acted like a motivational factor within themselves and drove them crazy and work made them work so hard and, uh, you know, which, which actually eventually made them perform better than the others. So it's just an example. We have various such examples which we would have come across in our lives as well. For example, there are various startups that started in garage and became a billion dollar company now, right? There are various actors uh, that we know, for example, Jaysetpati, Rajnikanth, who at one point of time has been con- considered as underdog compared to the other actors in the industry. But now look at them. They prove everything as wrong in their in top of their league, right? And we also have athletes, for example, Natarajan, who is a very good example. So when we talk about all these underdogs and we talk about all these tribes, mostly what we think when it comes to our uh, experience is that why are they thinking like that right we just feel bad about it and just move on with our life instead instead of using it as a drive right so today we're going to discuss further on how we can utilize this underdog effect to our advantage and win any game so how can an underdog win i'm going to refer to malcolm gladwell's uh, classic book that i recently read uh, it's about the david and goliath which he used as the base uh, element of example to prove a point that underdogs and misfits uh, can also win but they just need to know how to utilize it for their advantage so let's take this david and goliath example which is a very classic example and all of us or most of us would uh, know better about it is that goliath is the strong uh, person who who's a great warrior and challenges the israels uh, stating that to avoid a war one of your uh, uh, fighters can come fight me and whoever wins wins the war right so looking at the warrior who's, who's like probably six six or seven feet tall very strong it looks like a giant 
who wears a lot of armor and he has a spear he has a sword he has a shield and who technically looks like someone who can beat the crap out of anyone right but this person comes in forward and israel's were thinking whom to send and this shepherd boy comes all the way and uh, saying that you know what let me challenge you but before we went to go into the story which we all know that uh, obviously david won uh, let's look into how why why david was so confident about winning so david is a, a shepherd who who manages the sheep and whenever uh, animals comes to attack his sheep uh, sheep uh, he tends to use a slingshot and tries to hit the animals and attack it so it it's to scare away or sometimes even hunt it right so he's been doing that for all his life so far and uh, that has become uh, his greatest advantage and he is well an expert and in slingshots using stones he can attack any animal even animals like tigers and lions so he is confident with the weapon that he uses every day so when a guy like goliath comes forward and challenges his people david steps forward we all know that david did not use a sword david did not use the shield when we analyze this further like malcolm gladwell uh, talks about it in his book is that David did not take a shield because it's obviously going to weigh a small boy like him down, right? And Sword is definitely not an expert and definitely not an expert enough uh, to fight someone like Goliath, who, who apparently seemed like a, a, a great fighter. He chose the weapon that he knows best how to use, right? He uses the slingshot, he uses the stones, and he runs towards a man uh, who is expected to kill him. This is where things get interesting because. Goliath is standing with armor on and shields on with swords and uh, spears which basically denotes that he is expecting a close combat fight whereas David is running towards him with a slingshot we all know that there are three different types of army uh, fighters right one is cavalry which is basically the horsemen and there's infantry which is basically the foot soldiers who do a uh, close combat fight i am assuming that Goliath is, is that kind of a fighter and then there's finally this artillery which basically is the archers and sling shooters so david is using a sling shot to attack the man who's waiting to do a close combat fight the thing is that we all know that when an archer shoots or even now when we use a gun the opponent who does not have it is basically a sitting duck goliath wasn't expecting it he was just thinking that a small boy coming towards him to fight so he already underestimated him and he didn't even think that he has a slingshot that's going to hit straight to his head and he even if he saw the slingshot he wasn't probably uh, you know considering it because he thought that what can a small boy can do to a great fighter like him right and then we all know how the legend ends david shoots the stone and uh, it hits goliath's head and goliath falls down and the underdog wins but what we have to understand from this is that He used three different factors for his advantage. One, he used the weapon that he knows best to use. He did not follow others' advice. Second, he used speed and he ran towards uh, Goliath. So it it hardly gave him time to judge what was happening. The first thought that came in the mind of this great fighter is to underestimate a small boy. And third, he used a surprise element that he used a slingshot, whereas the fight was expected to be done. You know. close combat fight so this is what malcolm gladwell was uh, trying to say right if you are an underdog or if you are a misfit uh, you have to utilize few things for your advantage one is that you have to break the rule because 
you are not considered as the same league as the top dog because you are considered as an underdog because people around you think that you have some weakness or you do not have what it takes to win so you have to break the rules and you have to take your competitive advantage forward not taking anything else thinking that others are using the same so i have to use the same in order to win no you are a different species so you have to take something that you are good at to the competing ground and finally you have to use the surprise element as an underdog there's all already people are underestimating you right you have to take that as an advantage for you and you know you have to fight in a different way and in a very surprising manner that your opponent wouldn't even expect you to do right so these are the three factors that can actually help you uh utilize this underdog effect for your benefit let's quickly look into a real life example ikea we we all know ikea is a well known swedish company that sells furniture good quality low cost furniture around the world the founder ingvar kamprad who founded the company in 1943 started the company by selling postcards and pencils and pens right but later on after 5 years of uh, founding the company uh, he wanted to sell furnitures at very low cost but good design and good quality but at that time sweden uh, was dominated by the retail cartels who were dominating the market and they were deciding what price a good needs to be sold in the market but when ikea came forward saying that they wanted to sell goods in a very low cost this wasn't matching with the formula that they defined for the market so they were putting a lot of pressure on him because he was a very small scale uh, seller at that time so they even went to an extent where they forced the manufacturers to not sell goods to him uh, stating that if they sell goods to ikea they are not going to get any business from others right because he was a very small scale player at that time and they were big conglomerates and they dominated the market they even forced the manufacturers to not sell any goods to ikea but at that time ingvar kamprad did not get low did not get demotivated instead he wanted to prove everyone wrong so what he did he he goes to poland in 1961 and he started sourcing furniture from there uh importing good uh, goods and he started selling it in sweden at that time poland was a, a communist nation so none of the business owners who even would have thought that they can do business in poland right he took that uh disadvantage to his advantage because poland was a ca- country which was manufacturing furniture 50% lower than sweden which was adding advantage to his business because now he can sell furniture at low cost even with same design and same quality right so this story actually shows that ingvar kamprad actually utilized all three points that we discussed about right he he broke the rule right he wanted to sell uh at low cost and he stuck to that point and he sold low cost furniture even in sweden which was dominated by uh sweden cartel then he used his competitive advantage which is basically never backing off from a fight right he knew that there was a huge pressure in his country but he still took a strategy and utilized it and executed it properly and finally he used a surprise element where no one would have thought that he would go into a, a communist nation and do business there so this is a good example right so what we have to think about when we think that we are an underdog in a team or in an office in a at house or in a business all we have to do is identify your competitive advantage stick to the plan and utilize the surprising element to win any game in life remember nothing feels better than doing what people say you cannot do this is chandra gyan signing off let's talk again in next episode